Hello, it's your girl Mariana Quimolen here, and welcome to the Your Girl Trying to Make It podcast. I co host this podcast with three other Gen Z girls of color, and we discuss our journeys through college and post college navigating the crazy modern world. We share our honest, authentic conversations about our lives and experiences in hopes that we can help at least one person. That's it, that's our goal. We hope that you'll enjoy the rest of this episode because we're all here trying to make it. Hi, everyone. We're back for another episode of Your Girl Trying to Make It. Today, we're going to kind of talk about recent events that happened in the UK with the Sarah Everard murder case that's causing a lot of kind of uh, discussion and um, on on various social media platforms. So for those of you unfamiliar with this case, is that um, uh, Sarah Everard was walking home, uh, last seen on March 3rd, was making a 50-minute journey on foot from a friend's house in South London where she went missing. So she was just like walking home. Um, they found her, they, she never made it home. Um, they did a missing person search and they found her on March, uh, 10th, 56 miles away from where she was last sighted. And a police officer was arrested and charged with her murder. So basically what, um, the situation is that she was walking home by herself. Um, this police officer, uh, uh somehow like, you know, got uh, her to trust him. And then they, he, um, you know, some did stuff and then dumped her body. So this is causing like a, a, an extreme, like, um, you know, discussion on, on Instagram and various other social media platforms after this influencer was like, uh, did a post about this, this, um, you know, specific case with the hashtag, like, uh, text me if you get home. Like, you know, most people say when you um, leave, uh, you know, your friend's house and you're making it home, it's like, hey, you know, make sure you text me when you get home. But this case is, you know, kind of uh, the thing is, it's not when you get home, it's if you get home, apparently, because that's how unsafe the world is. But um, so that's the uh, kind of situation that kind of prompted this episode to happen. And we, I just wanted to uh, discuss it with these wonderful ladies, how they feel about this case and how, uh, you know, this case kind of hits home. I think it hits home for me personally, because this is something that I always keep in mind whenever I'm traveling like late at night or anywhere by myself just the fear of what if something happens and I won't, you know, be able to come back. And I think that's really ridiculous. We live in the 21st century. We have, we have all these incredible technologies and tools, but a woman can't even walk home by herself at night because, you know, some men sees her and assumes that they can do whatever they want to her. And I think um, that's, ridiculous and kind of pisses me off so yeah I want to have a discussion about it it's such an interesting case because it's very personal and I'm really interested to hear also like what uh, Kayla and Mariana think too because as we were discussing this episode there's just so many there's been so many events that happened even after the news of this came out 
and like a lot of kind of exposures of as to what the authorities in the UK were doing um, past her the crime committed, like in in the instilling bans or like curfews on women, and in a way kind of not addressing the main point of this, which is that women feel unsafe, and it's not just that we should protect them by keeping them inside because obviously. Like people, women need to go out and like enjoy life and like go to work or go to grocery stores and like hang out with their friends and so there's just so many different societal things and that was my initial opinion. It's just like why are we still punishing women when we're literally the victim in this situation and there's like so many double standards kind of instilled in it. Um, yeah. I saw this really, like, um, after news broke out about this case, there was, like, a bunch of protests on UK streets, right? And I saw this one sign that really, like, hit home. It was, like, uh, it had, like, uh, protect your women, and then it had it crossed out in in red, and then in red text beneath it, it was, like, um, educate your your men. So it's not, (laughs) the focus isn't about, protecting the the women and you know the the like shifting the focus to the victim it should be about getting to the root cause which is educating men and uh, and you know preventing them from taking action like an action like this in the first place yeah that's exactly how i feel about you know the fact that they're trying to solve it, but they can't actually solve it if they're not trying to solve the real issue, which is that the real issue is that women are, you know, I was reading too, like women are literally limiting their lives every single day because of this. And the women shouldn't be the ones that are solving this issue. It's actually society and like actually catching the people who are doing it and not just hiding them or saying that it's okay and that it should be the woman's responsibility. Yeah. Um, Sanji, you like reminded me of something I saw, like when it was all going down, I saw a post and it was talking about the language that we use when we talk about these instances and just like with women in general, it's very passive and it's always this, there's no subject, but the um, object is like the woman, like, you know, like in grammar. So it'd be like, um, like we need to protect the women or um, I'm trying to think of an example that I have a pull up if I remember what the post was, but it was basically saying everything that needs to be done for the women, whether it be like protecting her um, or something happened to her or um, something needs to be done for her, but it was never, but like, who is the person that's supposed to do all of this? And there was never a subject. And then the post kind of said, we need to reword it where we look at, you know, who is the actor in these instances? And really, instead of, you know, making the women be the object or, you know, the narrative, really take a look at, you know, who actually did it. And in in a lot of the cases, and especially in this case, it is like the men. And it really is interesting to see, like, because it never occurred to me, like, that is the language that we use. And that is why, you know, partly one of the reasons why you know we're so unsafe and why you know maybe there hasn't been change that happens just because even the language that we use never put the spotlight on men or the people who cause these things and so that was really interesting to me and I guess that that is true especially when you see it now you see that a lot of the times the person if it is like a white male they're given more of a chance to you know explain themselves speak out 
um, which is the case in a lot of other instances that are occurring right now. And, you know, I, it makes me really angry because I've always, like, lived my life this way and I've never really questioned it, especially when Sanji, because I saw that hashtag where it was, like, text me when you come home and it did not even click to me. And I was like, why is this the hashtag? And then I realized mm-hmm. that, like, even my friends do it and, like, we, and I never realized that we were doing it because, we felt unsafe. I thought we were just doing it because, like, we love each other. We're just trying to, like, stay in touch. Cause, but, like, literally, the other day when I saw my friends, we were, my friend was, like, my other friend was, like, oh, texting when you get back home. And then now I'm just, like, oh, my God. Like, what if she was driving home and, like, something happened? Like, I, yeah. So. And earlier you mentioned, too, like, you never really, like, thought about it. I think for me, because my parents really instilled in me, like, you need to stay safe, you need to not do this, like, do everything in your power, really, to just not be an easier victim, in a way, so growing up, that was something that was very much instilled in me, and I would purposefully, like, dress a certain way, like, maybe I want to wear a short skirt that way, but I just choose not to, because I don't feel comfortable, or I don't feel safe, and it could be that the people around me were already telling me, that because like I have some friends who they feel fine like dressing up however they want with however much like skin showing um and I'm not even just I'm, I don't even think I'm a provocative person like I still I like wearing like my long skirts and stuff right but I have a lot of friends who don't really think twice when they go out and they live so blissfully in that way when when for me I'm even when I travel with my friends and like some random guys even walking in my direction but looking like making eye contact and like kind of giving a weird look I become very like wary of the situation and I'm immediately like okay if anything happens I already know exactly what I'm gonna do I'm gonna run this way like I already have it all planned out whereas and some part of me thinks like has I have I been conditioned to think this way and I've never been in imminent like danger like touch wood but like I've never been held at gunpoint or like been chased um or been put in that kind of situation but I can already imagine all the situations in my head due to the environment around me telling me I need to be safe in case that happens I need to do this in order to avoid that and if I didn't even have those ideas I'd be like really blissfully walking around like my friend does um which is really interesting to think about it's almost in a way like the the conditioning part as you're growing up as a woman yeah, I can follow up to that. I don't think my, like, my parents have never, like, explicitly been, like, okay, like, um, you need, um, you need to protect yourself because you are a woman. It's been more of a very, like, um, it's, it's, it's just, they've never outrightly explicitly said it, but it's interwoven into anything they say, like, oh, um, you're you can't go out past eight you can't um wear you know shorts here because you can't do this you can't do that you can't do this you can't do that and and that's how I grew up and it's not that they're trying to restrict me in any type of way it's that just as parents they fear like um that some dumbass might see me and get ideas and then do something to me and I think like I totally understand like if I were a parent like I would I think think the same way but I don't think what my what my parents did isn't 
a solution. Like, as, mm-hmm. as I grew older, I realized, like, yo, like, the reason why they're telling me all of this is because they fear someone to do this to me. Like, but why? Like, like, it, why are they putting the burden on me instead of making the world safer for me to, like, do whatever the hell I want to? And I think um, after I had that, like, realization, I did. Um, I was like, screw this system. I want to be able to do what I want. I want to be able to go outside, go to the grocery store, like go out with friends and not fear for my life or have something happen to me. And I think that was like the biggest impetus that made me take up like martial arts. So, um, so that I would be able to protect myself in case something had happened. So like Sue Wern, um, if I go outside and there's like somebody like, you know, looking at me in a weird way, like I immediately like, okay, like, like what if they come at me this way this is what I'm gonna do if they come at me that way that's what I'm gonna do I've been um extremely fortunate you know knock on wood that I haven't had that type of situation happen to me and I hope that it never will to anyone but I think that this you know as I was doing you know preparing myself learning martial arts taking uh you know understanding how to protect myself uh I think um, that was the mindset I had, but now I'm like, there are people who aren't even like, who don't even have the privilege of learning how to defend themselves, but they need to, you know, go to the groceries, meet their friends, just like I do. So what can they do? Like they, you know, there's, there's just no way to stop. Um, there's no way to stop this issue if the burden is placed on the woman protecting herself versus like, uh, not enabling um not enabling the man to do whatever he wants yeah and i relate to like sanji and sewer and how y'all were talking about you know trying to be careful and i mean when i went to u of h that's when i like first got my little pocket knife as well and um it's funny because i had a pepper spray and then it broke so then i changed to a pocket knife (laughs) but I mean, yeah, I don't know martial arts, right? And so, like, a lot of people, they just have to, they just stick to that, like, well, I'll get a little, like, a safety measure, like a pocket knife, or I'll try to walk with a buddy. And, you know, when when people would walk past me, I would just, like, follow them, like, keep an eye on them when they were, when they started to be behind me, um, which I'm sure guys don't do, (laughs) or not a lot of them, not as much as we do, right? And so... And how you, I think it was really impactful how you said, like, why aren't they changing the world for me to live in a safer, better place? Um, and I think it comes down to, you know, the fear and this this thought of, like, evil will always exist, right? Mm-hmm. However, we can, we can see ways in which evil can be much less than what it is now. Because right now it is out of control and it's not even safe to be outside. And so I've been... I have been outside and I was asked to get into a car and that was like very scary. And it was like one of the few times that I was outside and it's like, why did I even try? Like, it's just not safe for me to be outside. And so um, I think, you know, I'm an industrial design student and like, I think a lot of us Gen Z people and design students should get more into politics and see how we can um, make the world a better place. I was going to speak to Sanji's point too, that um, I also really love what you said, Mariana. Like there's just always 
gonna be some some sort of evil or some there will always be bad actors that just exist and every time I think about it I get so sad because I'm here like trying to trying to do what I can to do good social impact and then there's always gonna be the bad actors and kind of accepting that and what Sanji said earlier with her parents like I do understand you know why they they do like I understand why my parents want to protect me because they know that there's always going to be the bad actors, but if there's anything I can do in my power to not be, quote-unquote, like, more, like, a easier target or whatever it is, or, like, just protect myself, then I should do that. But um, I'm more interested also to see, like, what are ways that we can change society for the better? And although I think there have been a lot of strides you know, within the past few years of implementing new, like, a lot of social changes between, like, women empowerment and respecting women more and, like, women being able to speak up more and have really strong voices at the table with instead of, like, hiding behind those curtains. I think there's just a lot more that has to be done. And sometimes I think about it so much that I'm just kind of stuck in the rabbit hole of okay where what do we do now like what can we do that would actually make an impact besides me just protecting myself and my friends and people I know Mm -hmm. so I've thought a lot about like this issue like what can women how can we make the world a better place for women to you know live in and be able to do what they want to do and I agree with Sue Warren that there has been a lot of like social change through, um, you know, various movements like the Me Too movement and, um, you know, the racial equality movement and things like that. Not equality, equity, I'm sorry. But um, I, I think if, I think that's just not enough. I think what needs to happen is women need to be uh, like the the world or society's view of women need to um, needs to shift from like a passive individual, someone that's inherently weak and thus can easily be taken advantage of if there aren't like men around her to protect her um, to someone who is an actor who has authority and confidence and there's consequences to um, uh you know, messing with that type of person. Because I think in the end, like, the type of people that do bad things, they're, they're human as well. They're gonna avoid people who, who, um, who they fear negative consequences against. There's a reason why they would choose to, like, assault, like, a woman over a man. It's because the woman is seen as weak, right? It's all about, like, power and being able to, um, take what they want without fearing the negative consequences because they think like the woman will never speak up or never do not have the authority to stand up against them. So I think, um, you know, this is, this is like this type of societal shift that I'm describing is like something that goes against like basically all of human history. Like, like ever since, I don't know, it feels like the beginning of time, like women have always um, been seen as, the weak, weaker of the two genders, multi-genders, whatever, um, whatever it is. It's always just been like that. 
forever. And I, I know like it's gonna it's not gonna change overnight, no matter how much um it you know feels like it that should happen. So I think the best way to go about this, um, this is a slow process of change. And I going back to the sign that I saw that crossed out, uh, you know, protect your women to educate your men. I think that's exactly that we need to do um, in our in our own personal lives. Like we could be transparent about our experiences to the men around us and be like, yo, like this one time, like this person did this. And like, I was really scared, blah, blah, blah. I think um, I remember seeing a lot of like, you know, texts and like social media posts. Um, and uh, I remember one where it's like, uh, where it's like guys don't even like know that we do this because we're, uh, we're scared that someone might like, you know, take us, blah, blah, blah. So I think just educating, um, letting them know about the safety measures that we take to uh like this is how how many safety measures that we take to feel safe versus them who like go out into like a totally empty pitch dark parking garage with both their headphones in listening to like i don't know eminem or something like that's you know i'm I'm like bro that's great it's great that you do that but like when i go into an empty parking garage that's pitch dark like first of all I ask myself, do I need to go in there? (laughs) If I do need to go in there, like, I'm going to have at least someone with me or, like, something with me. I will try my best to not go in there. So it's just, it's just, you know, I think talking about it will really um, make uh, make a difference within our individual social circles. But on a larger scale, it just... I think the the progress that society has made with these various like um, equity equality movements is is something that will continue that needs to continue in order for a more like equitable world for anyone, but especially women. As someone who like I do share a lot of these type of stories with my friends and we do talk about it. Um, I have been sharing more about getting more of my male friends um, to also read and learn about it as well. And I remember recently one of my friends said, oh, I don't do that. And I responded with, it's not that I know you probably don't do that because I know you. But how about the other friends that you know who maybe briefly have joked about like made a rape joke or like you know a trigger warning like a rape joke or like a sexual assault joke or like a misogynistic comment what about them have you ever like confronted them about it have you ever talked to them about it how do you know they have not done something like that have you ever like talked like you know and somehow having those type of conversations i think would be very helpful um but we need to move the needle from just spreading awareness to also saying, like, you have to be an active part of it as well. And it was just what, basically what, like, Sanji said. Like, it's not just saying that what happens, but um, it's, it's in, in a way, I still feel like there's a lot of responsibility on women nonetheless. And it's going to be like that, I think, for the near future, at least, because 
when we are the ones sharing these stories and we are telling people this is how we feel, that's still a burden on us because we are trying to convince people that it's real for people who've never experienced it them themselves or having to empathize with how it feels. And and it also kind of ties in with more women who are decision makers, more people who have those similar experiences as us can advocate for ourselves if we're in big um, other positions of power and when we stand together. And that's why we've seen a lot of movements. We've been seeing people um, prot- protesting. And we've been seeing a lot of regulations kind of helping these social causes. Uh, because I remember still talking to one of my female male friends and I was explaining to him these type of things. Like if some guy doesn't get a hint, like you have to kind of do this mental muscle exercise of how to tell him nicely no without thinking of without fearing of getting punched in the face or like being assaulted after me like thinking of all those like what if this happened oh my gosh how do I do this and that's why a lot of at least for me I know I feel like I have to make sure that the other person doesn't hurt me and like let them sound so lightly and not hurt their feelings that could be aggressive or violent very quickly and he was like, oh, I've never seen that happen. And I, and I literally responded with, you may not have seen that happen, but that does not mean I have not. And that's, that's why I'm telling you what I have experienced and people who also experience it that you may not. And so with people like that, I think there's still going to be a lot of responsibility that women kind of hold in the burden of having to advocate still. Um, but the good thing is that I think now our voices... Are getting hurt a lot more and there's a lot of um advocating and stories being shared um and i just hope that more people and more people will listen and especially the people who may not have listened before yeah i just want to add that like i'm so grateful to have like moved to this country that my parents were able to move to this country because like as we're talking about all of this like the the me too movement and you know associated movements are something that's very like western like i'm talking about my my home country india it is it has definitely made significant um changes but my when I go when I visit like my home state of Kerala like my my grandparents my relatives are like you cannot walk further than like five feet from from uh from the house unless you are accompanied by somebody like have y'all do y'all know that I as like a 21 year old woman within my lifetime have never walked the streets of Kerala by myself I've never done that because um, there's just a lot of stuff going on there uh, that that uh, that is definitely not great when it comes to women. There have been a lot of like rapes and stuff where men like gangs of men are like kidnapping women off the streets and gang raping them and shit like that. Excuse my French. So um, obviously my uh, my family is very concerned about that and they won't let me like walk by myself or travel anywhere in Kerala by myself. And I just want to, I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, the, the, there's more people like me who come to like the, you know, who, uh, who have like this mindset and um, hopefully like when I, I will educate my sons if I ever have any, and my daughters about, you know, 
about all of this. And I'm hopeful that uh, as our generation gets, you know, gains momentum in politics and stuff like that, like there will be more women in power in Kerala that can, you know, really speak up against this type of thing. Because we were talking about like how passive like language is towards women, right? Like, yo, like when they were reporting about this on the news, like, like it was always like, oh, this woman got raped, this woman got raped, this woman got raped. It was, they never said anything about like the man or like, oh, we have to protect our women, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. It was never like, oh, we should prevent guys from staying out on the streets later than 8 p.m. It, it was all of, always about the women. Yeah, just a little rant about how privileged we are in the U.S. to be able to get this far. Yeah, and along those lines of, like, both, like, Sue and Sanji, I do think that, like, this is, like, a step in the right direction. It's a very sad step in the right direction, but, um, like, I'm sure things like, the, like this have happened before, but I think just because of, like, the climate we're in and, like, the situation and the time I think a lot more people are it's like easier to mobilize people um especially on issues like this and so I think having like this social media like takeover basically really brought it to the attention of a lot of people granted a lot of like people our age like Gen Z not so much people like kind of older and kind of like where this is happening I guess but I think that's okay still because like I was like Sue Warren said like as we get older like we're already seeing like more women in in politics like we have our first female vice president so um I am pretty hopeful about that I just wish that change was faster um but I do think change is like happening um I just wish that there's more that you know like the youth can do but only so much can be done and I think a lot of it stems from um politics because like that it's where like a lot of the power is held because like they have connections to like the media and just like how things are portrayed and I just think that a lot of the problems of society kind of stem from the information that we're given and how just like the masses view things um but yeah I, I, I am hopeful that change will happen but just slowly unfortunately yeah I just wanted to um wrap up with like I agree with everyone and yeah although change takes time because it's such a big change within society um one day we will be much better and I really enjoyed talking about this with you guys Mm -hmm. I think um like we're all gonna be some badass powerful women in the future so (laughs) we will definitely like like take this conversation and hopefully um implement like these changes on a more like you know flexing the power that we do have in the future about this issue i'm really looking forward to that i can't wait to be like yes i got power and i'm gonna speak out against this and get like i don't know like 500 retweets yeah i want to quickly say that i think everyone has some sort of power now and although in the future I mean, hopefully, and I'm pretty positive that we'll be in, we'll be in higher places, and we'll be doing a bunch of different things, and have garnered more social capital, and have you know, quote unquote, more power, and and that when the day comes, but even now, 
starting within like your own friend group or your friends' friends or the people that you meet, those are still people that you can still influence or have an impact on and start making that change one person at a time because that's one less person who could have that dangerous mindset or have that those dangerous tendencies that are um, affecting women negatively. And so starting now, starting now, starting small and doing whatever we can, I think is the best we can do right now. Um, and with that, thank you so much uh, for listening to today's episode. I know it's a little bit different from what we usually do, but uh, we thought it was an interesting and uh, topic that we really deeply care about as like former women of color. Like it's something that we experience every single day. And we hope to have more conversations like this. If you like what we talked about, if you want us to touch on any other topic, please let us know by leaving us a review um, and also comments and likes on our Instagram hand, uh, Instagram page called Eat Girl Trying to Make It. We will see you next time. Please make sure to rate and review our podcast. And thank you so much for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.